from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is from Don Waddell, President General Manager of the Hurricanes. Quote, after further consultation with global experts in this field, it has been determined that the best course of action for Andre's future is to have this surgery and to have it done by our team orthopedist. We are confident that Andre will make a full recovery. So... Sveshnikov tied with uh, skaters in points this season. He's got 55. He's third on the team in goals with 23 in 64 games played. Uh, And as we talked about in the previous segment, there's just been a run of unfortunate things for Sveshnikov specifically in the Carolina Hurricanes in the postseason and some bad breaks for the Canes in general as they've got in the postseason. That being said, other teams deal with this, too. The Canes are not unique in dealing with injury issues at this time of the year. It's hockey. Everybody's dealing with some sort of, quote-unquote, concern at this point that we'll never hear about. I still think the Canes defensively and with Freddie Anderson in net, healthy and locked in, can make a can make a showing in the postseason. I'm going to remain optimistic about the Carolina Hurricanes' chances. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe cracked the door. Hey, Joe, brought to you by Oak City Sports Cards, oakcitycards.com. From Bennett, hey, Joe, am I in the minority that I'm glad the Canes didn't do anything insane and mortgage the future at the trade deadline? Now with Svetch out, feel like no one, feel like no one they got would have been a replacement and they have the parts to retool in the offseason via trade. It's revisionist history to act as act and know that somebody was going to get hurt, somebody as impactful as Andrei Svechnikov, you're going to make trades based on the available data you have. And in the case of Max Pacioretty, the available data, Joe, was that they've already spent a good chunk of the season without him. They played a, what, a total of eight games with Max Pacioretty, right? It was something like eight games. Off the top of my head, I can't remember. Um, five. Was it five? Five. Oh, okay. Not a, in other words, not a lot of games. And he was, not to say a bonus, but... It was somebody they wanted to plug in and go from there. But when they did a reassessment, it felt like a, a, a rational move not to overreact and use the remaining cap space, the $10 million in cap space, Joe, that added depth on defense. The ghost has worked out. We don't know what Puyol Yarvi is going to be sure. able to do. If they were in the Western Conference, I would say to you, you know, Keep keep drinking the Kool Aid. It'll be sure. it'll be okay. Sure, sure. This isn't the Western Conference, and I'm not blaming them for not making a move. I, I honestly think their calculus was, we're good enough. Mm-hmm. We're good enough. Now we now the move for Max was to be done for him to be the bonus, to be the push over the edge. Yeah. And so it's like, well, we're second in the conference without him. So what do we need? What else do we need? I thought I like the tweaks, the Pulyarvi, Gossespierre. I like the tweaks, but at some point you have to realize you said all oh, other teams go through this. Not the teams that win the cup. Yeah. This is two of the top six that they had counted on to be there for them. Yeah. Yes. Can Freddie Anderson turn into a, a magician? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, can their defense just choke the life out of some other teams? We've seen it. They can. They We have seen it. But the truth of the matter is to do that successfully four times out of seven games, it's just asking too much. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean throw in the white towel and don't compete for the rest of the year. It's just it is a shame for Rod Brendamore because, again, I, I think they've built – They've built the franchise the right way, and now here they are in the playoffs again, and they're not going to be at full strength. And, and that's all you ever want. 
mm-hmm. is to get a kick at this thing when you know you were able to give it your best kick. And when you don't have your full complement of forwards, you don't have your full complement on defense, you look at it and you go, you always get that little nagging. Ugh. Yeah, like the what but, if. But no, I, I don't I don't think you can retcon it and go back and say, well, this is proof. Yeah. They yeah, should have given up yeah. Seth Jarvis for Timo Meyer. No, I I still haven't seen great data that shows these teams who make the splash moves at the deadline are the ones mm-hmm. who end up winning the cup. The tournament itself is extremely difficult. Uh, luck is a huge part of it. Being healthy is a huge part of it as well. And unfortunately for the Canes, it doesn't look like that last part is going to be on their side. I want to be crystal clear about what I'm saying. This is a crushing bit of news for the Carolina Hurricanes today. And I feel like the room is going to have to overcome yet another one of these locker room letdowns. Because yeah. you remember what the vibe was with the Pacioretty injury. Yep. And I know that that's going to be the case with this group after Andre Svechnikov, who has been there uh, and has been looked at as a core piece to their postseason fortunes. We've been asking him to step up. Now we won't know if he's going to be able to do it after what's been a pretty good year for for him. He turns 23 yeah. in, t- in uh, 12 days. It's all, crazy. All I'm saying is there's different ways, to, as you like to credit Tony Bennett and, and, and Virginia basketball, build the better mousetrap. This will be yet another test of the way Rod Brindamore wants this team to play. And we've seen defensively them choke other squads. Can they do that over the course of one series? I think they can. Can they do it over the course of two series? I think they can, especially if Freddie Anderson and the load management is locked in. Can they get to the Stanley Cup? Well, that's when things start getting a little dicey because you need to have some firepower. Fire, firepower. I don't want to go full Sendeki in here, but there are two wins to win a hockey. Two, two ways to win a hockey game, Joe. You can score more than the other guy, or you can prevent the other team from scoring more than you. And I think this team is equipped defensively to do the latter part, but we shall see. Next up. From Austin, hey, Joe, maybe a weird question because I think, like most fans, I hate the amount of roster churn in college basketball. Is roster continuity more bad than good for a program in 2023? I, it's okay. Let, let's, let's, let's. Does let's, it exist though? Well, here's, here's the thing. I, with Carolina's lack of postseason play, people have been trying to point. If they, if they don't want to talk about Hubert, they'll start to point out other things. Well, it's NIL. NIL's everywhere. <laughs> you, what do you think North Carolina is the only team with players that are making money off of NIL? What do you think? You think Duke they're doing it for free? No. So this this attitude that oh NIL is the reason why this no it's not. What are you going to tell me next? Well UNC's too woke that's why they're not in the postseason. I mean come on like you just want to make stuff up out of thin air. It hasn't affected other teams. So you can't sit here and say that this is what affected the team or that roster continuity is a problem. No. Roster continuity is not the problem. Now, the roster might be a problem, and this is the thing that I've been screaming. For three years, we got a good data set on this group. What has this group been? Eh. It sucks, but that's what this group has been. Eh. They're okay. They're not championship level. And I think Hubert Davis is taking this thing as far as it can go with the roster. Let's see what he can do next year. With a different group. I've been arguing for a reset, man. Been ar- but, of course, the problem with that is, you know, you got to get to 2024, which is identified as, like, the big yep. recruiting group, uh, recruiting the group that's coming in, right? Yep. 
And I don't think people are going to have the patience for Hubert Davis to slog through another year unless you just crush it in the transfer portal, which is bonkers. It's the OG alongside Joe Chilio. I'm Joe Ovias. If you miss anything from today's show, never you can check forget it out. that Herb Sendek missed the tournament five years in a row. And but it's state fans who are crazy. Who are cra- right, right, right. Yeah, state. Look, man, I've I've said this. I've said this for a while now. I don't know if it was the NCAA scandal, but there was some sort of inflection point, or maybe social media has exposed entitlement. Social media, yeah, it's changed it. But You're I will, right. I will say, I will say this about when it comes to North Carolina fans. I got no problem saying this on the air before we say hello to our next guest. Duke fans get what we do. State fans seem to get what we do. But for some reason, Carolina fans, it's like all of a sudden when we start talking about the Tar Heels, you're no, invalidated. A couple state guys. Doesn't seem to bother people when we talk about Duke. Doesn't seem to bother people when we talk about Wake. I mean, like everybody else is highly functioning adult. Why do you act like an elementary school person who can't fathom that we could talk objectively about things? It's ridiculous. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc. You know what's objective? Numbers. Doug Kazarian, ESPN Daily Wager, joining us now on the Heaser Automotive Group Hotline. And it's like the most wonderful time of the year. Doug, what's going on, man? Good to be with you guys. Obviously, an exciting time of year. And, uh, you know, ready or not, here comes March Madness. March Madness, bigger, not so much, or equal to the Super Bowl in terms of just, like, activity and, and people kind of, like, hitting you up, like, Doug, what should I do? You know, it's a great question. It is an entirely different animal. So I would say if you take the entire tournament, then it's more than the Super Bowl. But I definitely get blown up from the Super Bowl. There's no (laughs) doubt about it. So the Super Bowl is more of a betting holiday, but there's definitely, like, prognostication with the brackets. And obviously that's, you know, those who gamble certainly understand the parallels. But a small small, uh, distinguishing characteristic, though. Doug, straight up, you're better at this than I am, so it has to drive you crazier than it drives me crazy. Last year when people were like, oh, I had St. Peter's beating Kentucky. Shut up. No, you didn't. Okay? So right now, I want from the pro, I want who is the double-digit darling out there right now? That Because no one mentioned St. Peter's last year before they won that game. Well, yeah, I mean, what was it, a 15 seed? Yes, beating year? a two. Yeah, that that's just not happening. I would say Penn State is a sleeper. I have them at 35 to 1 to win the region. Okay. They, no other major conference team makes more threes per game, and only Bama attempts more per game. So they know who they are. They have ticket down low, and they shoot the heck out of the ball. And they're battle tested enough coming from the Big Ten, and they've won games on the road. And I think that's a recipe for making a run. As we've seen in the last few years, the teams that make the Final Four typically are like North Carolina last year. Now, they weren't double-digit, but it's these major conference teams that finally put it together at the end of the season. I think Penn State sort of is a fun team. The ceiling is high. Now, they could definitely get bounced in the first game for sure. But that's a team that I, I do like. I also really like Utah State. Their coach is the coach of UMBC. Yeah. Brian Odom. The upset. Mm-hmm. And they have a 
three guys, four guys who can bomb three. They have enough size that if they do match up with Arizona, I think they can hold their own. And Arizona doesn't struck, doesn't um, doesn't shoot score enough from outside. So that's another double digit team that I think can make a run. So a couple of ten seeds for you. We'll see about NC State, uh, your Wolfpack out there. But I think those are the those are the teams that stand out to me. Utah State could get really hot, and they're well coached. Doug Kazarian, the Daily Wager, ESPN, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. All right, let's go the other way, Doug. Who's the one or the two seed that you can see flaming out Kentucky style from last year? Well, it's a tough question because this year, with Houston being at 6-1, to one, it's tied for the longest odds of the tournament favorite we've ever had. Wow. So that means there's just no clear-cut favor. I mean, remember a couple of years ago, it was like Baylor or Gonzaga versus the field, right? Right. Uh, we don't have that this year. Each one seed has warts. Uh, Houston will see about Sasser and his health, but like a growing injury can certainly come and go over the next few weeks. Kansas, I mean, this is a team that's been blown out a few times, and you really don't see that from an eventual champ. They lose, but they don't get blown out like KU has. I don't think KU can string together six really good games. That's just my opinion. I just don't think we're going to see a repeat champ. Um, do, you know, there's obviously like – so, like, I, I think that could be a situation where they don't make it out of the, the, the first weekend. So, I mean, if that, is that flaming out? Like, I wouldn't be shocked if Auburn beat Houston or Iowa just caught fire. I think West Virginia can definitely take Bama down. Now, I have Bama in the championship game, but I wouldn't be shocked if Bama just went cold and a team like West Virginia. But I think the region really sets up well for them. No one besides West Virginia, like, worries me for Alabama. I could be wrong. Of course, okay. I mean, it's the bracket, the one-game elimination. But, like, Arkansas can definitely beat Kansas in the second round for sure if they get by Underwood in, in Illinois in the first round. So I would say if I had to pick a team that I think flames out, I think it's Purdue. I love what they do, hmm. but Memphis can definitely get them. And if that backcourt, freshman backcourt of the Boilermakers goes cold, like, they're limited. And as, as great as Zach Eady is, it's a different team. I hate surprise champions, and Memphis qualifies as a surprise champion. But FAU, I think, could get them too, Doug. Uh, maybe. I don't. I don't think they're very good. I think a lot of these teams that like people want to pick are actually like kind of bad. Okay. So, like I don't think much <laughs> FAU. I like Memphis minus two against them. I think like I think like Arizona is going to roll Princeton. I mean, they're laying fourteen. I don't think Princeton can handle the size. And the length of Arizona. I mean, they're tallest, the Tigers' tallest starter, six foot eight. Are you trying to tell me you don't so, believe in the gospel of Ken Palm? <laughs> FAU, top 40 in both, man. Come on. Yeah, I just. They have a seven footer, too. Like, who could match athletic, up with it. Like, no, but like, yeah, like, like, like Princeton, if they shoot the ball well, great, but they're also not used to 6'11 guys running at them with a hand oh, in their face. Yeah, so, Princeton's <laughs> got no chance. Man, we're not, we're not worried we about that. We saw Yale get smoked a year ago by uh, Purdue, so. I, I just think these are things to keep in mind. Like, it's fun to pick some of these Cinderella's. And, you know, look, there's a, like, look at the point spread in some of these games. I mean, Miami's only a two and a half point favorite. Indiana's a four point favorite in a 4 13 matchup. So, you know, as much as we look at the seedings, look at the other numbers, too. Vegas definitely knows more. I can tell you that. Although, you, you, you've mentioned a lot of Big Ten teams, I think they're all fraudulent. I think Penn State is the only athletic one. I do like Boo Booey from Northwestern, but I think the rest of them are fraudulent. Yeah, I mean, it depends, you know, by what standard, by championship standards, for sure, uh, no doubt. Um, but, like, I mean, Purdue could win it. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they won, but I would be I would be surprised. Um, I mean, I think they're going to bow out early. I mean, we forget, 
you know, we we as fans just watch conference tournaments, and these are teams that are playing each other for the, usually the third time in the season. They're coaching staffs that know each other pretty well, and it's back to back to back in three games and three nights, you know, for some of these teams. And then we wait a few days, and then we go to these, like, random matchups. Teams don't know each other, neutral site. It's just such a different animal than we just saw within the last week. And that's what's funny, and sometimes we forget. And, you know, it's like the chalk sometimes holds or at least remotely holds in these conference tournaments. But to your point earlier, like, we can see a St. Peter's take down Kentucky, and then there's really head scratching everywhere. Doug Kazarian, ESPN Daily Wager, joining us here on the OG. We appreciate the time. As always, I know you guys have uh, a few shows coming up here in uh, the next couple of days. Because you know what? Just because Thursday and Friday happen doesn't mean that there's not more action this weekend. Like you said, this is an entire month, man. Yeah, we're going to have morning shows Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So a rare weekend show for us. And we're just trying in the last – we were on late last night with the tournament uh, bracket challenge, the marathon. So, you know, we're just trying to be busy. And there's opportunities for, to cash tickets everywhere. Um, you know, we, we, we joke like, you know, all tickets cash the same. So sometimes when it might be an NIT game, we see good value. And like, I really like Texas Southern tomorrow against Fairleigh Dickinson. FDU is really not a good basketball team. They didn't win their conference tournament. They got in because Merrimack was not allowed to participate. I think Texas Southern gets them. I think two's a really short, I'd, I'd be shocked if this didn't close four or four and a half. Doug, we appreciate the time, man. Have fun the rest of the week. My pleasure. Good luck with your practice. Thank you. <laughs> That's the OG alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Obias. He just faded a team from New Jersey. I don't know, man. Uh-oh. After last year, I don't know. But he makes a great point. I'm getting a little Sam Peters love again. Yeah. But, well, look, what I love about Doug is it's like, yeah, I don't see why everybody's falling in love with this. But that happens every time yeah. with the NCAA tournament. People convince themselves, oh, yeah. Oh, this is the team that's going to surprise people. No, the team that surprises people is the team that is literally surprise. surprises <laughs> you, like a Loyola Chicago or what happened with St. Peter's last year. Otherwise, if it was that easy to pick out the team that was going to shock the world, then we'd all be super rich. Doesn't work out that way. If you miss anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG podcast. Apple, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Five stars only. Also, hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. Look up 99.9 The Fan on YouTube. Uh, We will be taste testing the new Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea today. You ready for this? I am. When was this happening? Put it in the fridge? Yeah, put it in the fridge. Love it. Let's go. When's this happening? Five o'clock. Ooh. So what's trending? A little what's a little no. Oh, sorry. Checkdown. It's part of the checkdown. It's part of the checkdown. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, Dennis. You can't. You have to try it after the fact because FCC, but there is some for you. Yes, there is some for you. It says that FCC rules prohibit you from drinking on the job. Only you. You know that, right? You yeah. can try it after the show. Okay. We have we have cans. Okay. It says you're gonna have to try it after the show because legally you are running the board. Okay. Even I knew that one, Dennis. <laughs> like FCC rules do <laughs> yeah, not I, allow I, this. I know. I know. I'm just saying. We don't get to have fun back here. No, you don't. <laughs> no, sorry. You're in charge. You're the adult. So, in the somebody, room. I know. The youngest person here has to be the adult somebody in the room. Somebody has to make sure the things happen, okay? Can't be drinking on the job. But we can, because we just got microphones in front of us.